Hello, I'm Maxine. I'm Julie. And we are celebrants and we are both trainers at the International College of Professional Celebrants and we're here today to talk about why ceremonies are important. So we have evidence that over 130,000 years ago there was evidence of it's a burial I think wasn't it Julie? It was a burial with a, a child I think and um, the bones had been put in with tools and with um, other other things that were related to him and I think what fascinates anthropologists is that it was 130,000 years ago they were still trying they were then trying to make sense of the world mm. what happens when we die and also preparing for what happens when we die you know, they obviously had considered an afterlife and why we are here, those big questions. Um, that's a long time ago. It is, and it's fascinating to see that, that that's continued. Uh, we have all different types of ceremonies in every culture. And although we all celebrate and grieve differently, that ceremony is a really important part of marking rites of passage throughout people's lives, isn't it? And, yeah. and, and so why do you, what, what's your view on why? why is it important? What does that do for people? It's a good question. And I, I think working as a celebrant, practicing ceremonies with people, you can see it quite clearly that people go from one state of being to a different state of being. And the ceremony is what links them, mm. the ritual of the ceremony. So the obvious one is obviously with a funeral where you have had the shock of the death even if it's expected, you still have that moment of not being yourself, having that having that out-of-body experience. And what you're aiming to do is to find some sort of acceptance and an ability to move forward with your own life. And at the funeral is the ceremony that helps that process. It's if you've experienced your, your parents dying, haven't you? you yes, had a, absolutely. Well, did you experience that as a as a changed state in yourself? I did. I think it's it's a moment in time where you get the opportunity to reflect and think. And I found my coping mechanism is to do and to organise. So if, if if there's a crisis, I'm in there and I'm up to my elbows in it because I don't sit and reflect and. And, and other people will be crying immediately. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't feel What's that. Wrong with I, me? I, I, can't, yeah. I can't do that. I, I get on and do. Um, but I found when with my mum's funeral, when I actually got there um, and I and I didn't cry when the coffin arrived and would cry on the journey, nothing at all, where everybody around me was in floods of tears. When I finally looked out of the limousine and saw my family and my friends and my mum's friends, that was the moment at which I recognised my love and everybody else's love for my mum. And that was at the point where I think my shock and grief started, if you want. But then you get the comfort of being surrounded by those people so that going, as you said, going through that transitional period when you go and have your food and you share experiences afterwards, there's still the sadness in the room, but there's also the sharing of the joy and the memories and, and the love. So, yeah, what about you? I just want to just stick with that for a moment because what I found was really interesting with that is that is you you try to cope using coping mechanisms mm. when actually we have to let something go mm. and what made you let go was love absolutely and I think if we think about all our ceremonies that we ever do whether they're funerals or celebratory ceremonies, we're, we're always around love, aren't we? Mm. And love is a bit of an abstract term because it means different people, 
different things to different people. But I think love, we always know when we feel it mm. ourselves, however we define it. And that broke that coping mechanism and made you go through from one state to another state and come out a different person than you went into it. And I think the journey that we that we traveled during ceremonial, ceremonial times, it can be difficult, it can Absolutely. be challenging and an emotional roller coaster. But how important are they? Mm-hmm. There's the ability to get from that. And I think when, when I've ever worked with ritual, um, that is one of the things I'm really conscious of with my clients, my family, or with the bereaved, is that we're on a journey now from one position to a different position. And where where are we trying to get to? What's, mm. what's the end game of this ceremony? Be it a funeral, be it a wedding, be it a vow renewal, whatever it is, what's the aim for it? Um, it's an interesting... But I think that's different for everybody. Everybody gets to a different outcome don't they, they during, do. during that journey some people will be um reconciled some people will feel more at peace some people will feel more ready to move on some people will feel that a weight has been lifted and they have now permission to go on and live their lives there's so we all we all we're all on a different path aren't we yeah. and i think also this what's very important is a sense of unity and a sense of coming together and a sense of of sharing so it's not having to go through that journey on your own it's about finding commonalities in the journeys that people are going through around grief um and understanding and support um yeah. and, and actually saying to people that there's an opportunity to do that recognizing the journey that people are on we often say as celebrants don't we that may the love that we have for the deceased may we use that love to comfort each other Absolutely. and support each other but one of the things also is that is that emotions are so heightened they are yes. that they can go either which way they can go where we support and love each other and we're there for each other or they can bring grudges or mm. emotional baggage from previous time and it can become very heightened and real during you have a to ceremony. be prepared for that as a, as yeah. a celebrant don't you? you have to be prepared that when for for a funeral when you're arranging that you go and see a family yeah it's not always the same and the atmosphere in the room may not necessarily be one that's full of love at that period mm. of time who knows what the yeah. past is and what they're bringing to the table on that day yeah have you had any ones that are particularly memorable for you i've never had um i've never had angry but i've i've had it where that i felt that there has been um two a fraction in mm-hmm. in the not fraction what's the word I'm friction on? friction fr- <laughs> frictional faction it is both. um in within the family where they fought over what words go in the eulogy yeah. and the the new wife say has one version and the daughter from the previous marriage had a completely different that version that was but um actually I'm not there to sort as a celebrant I'm not there to sort out the family mm. problems and their different stories I'm there to create for my client the best uh, honouring eulogy for the Mm. deceased. And that's my aim during it. And I was, through open discussion, able to say, please, can you two come together and make a decision of of what's to go in here? Mm. Because I don't want there to be any feelings of animosity when I'm reading these words out. And it all happened fine. Have you ever ever had experience? Um, I had experience of a, a funeral for a, an alcoholic where there was basically 
not much loveless loss between the father and the son and it is difficult um i don't know if you know anybody who knows people who've had drug problems or yeah. an addiction separating the addiction from the person is really difficult so the funeral was very short um but the sister of the deceased did a eulogy i read it on her behalf but it was all about him as a child so subtle messages of saying there is love i love him i loved him he was my brother and he was a child once um without actually sermonizing to the yes. people who were there so it was very beautifully Just done reminding everybody that that human being mm. who was that lovely boy was still there yeah and i suppose it's about as we said the a transition a journey unity and sometimes forgiveness or recognition yeah um and you know we 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 don't tell people how to feel we're all how, we're all different but i guess it's about facilitating people's journey so that they can make their own minds up but actually it makes them stop and think because we're dealing with something which is um so important the grief process and one of part of which with the kubler ross model anyway is anger mm. and sometimes we have to be careful that anger isn't shown to us have you ever had that happen no no i've had people who could hardly speak to me because they were so full of grief yeah um, and that means you have to be patient because you have to get them to that place by the time the funeral occurs that you have to have the service and so you have to really step back and come mm. from a place of understanding and give them that space but being a celebrant sometimes it's difficult because you also have to move them on so yes. that, they're, that they're ready aren't they and it's about finding the words and the timing um and the understanding of them and what they're going through i think is part of the art of being a celebrant versus i know how technically to do a funeral versus i recognize what's going on here and i am actually going to go away and think very hard about how i approach them even yes. how you write an email to them yes can it, it it's so having a little bit of insight yeah. into and being perceptive about the dynamics within the family yeah. and the best way to smooth that passage absolutely. from one state to get to the other absolutely. state so talking now a little bit more about celebratory ceremonies love is obviously you know the part of part of all of those do you have have you got some good experiences where that's been really obvious and um do you have a preferred ceremony that you prefer to I, do I, I don't have a preferred ceremony i mean i people always ask you when you're marketing yourself as a celebrant what's your niche and i always laugh and say there's gravel outside yes and it's a big country house i, I love I, I love all of that but actually the 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 first ceremony I ever did, they just wanted me to repeat what the registrar had said, which was like, oh, really? Um, so I gave it, you know, I didn't charge them a full amount. Um, I wish I had, but there you go. Mm. Um, but it, the second one was a couple who were both getting married for the same time, uh, the, um, for the second time. Yeah. He had two girls, she has two boys, and they're of the same age. And I walked into their house and it was like two beautiful souls had met I could feel it from the minute that I walked in the the love that they had each other but the shared passion that they had for their children the, their common interests and it and I just went away feeling there are two people there who are going to make old bones together um, and their ceremony was beautiful they did um, hand tying they did it with cords and they practiced it with their children so that it was the one way it goes underneath your thumbs. And each of the children bought a different element, earth, 
fire, water and air, um, because those things were, you know, important. It wasn't a pagan no, kind of ceremony, no. um, but that's the things that they liked. So they tied it and then they just pulled it and they... So, so within lovely. that ceremony was a symbolic ritual of bringing two parts of the family Absolutely. and making them into one. And um, it's quite interesting to think about uh, the similarity and differences between ritual and ceremony. Yes. Which, how would you? How oh, would you? I was just going to ask Yeah. <laughs> well, because I think that ceremonies are rituals, but there's, I think, for my mind anyway, the difference between symbolic ritual and ceremony being a ritual. I think that's how I define them in my mind. So within the ritual of a ceremony, there might also be a symbolic ritual. Mm. And it might be what you were talking about with the hand tying or hand fasting. And when we teach celebrants, we teach them all kinds of different things that can be very poignant and be like a metaphor for what's actually going on yes. within, the, the, within the couple or within the family or whatever the subject is. Um, building something in symbolically, I think, does quite a lot. It, it it says a message to everybody out there. It grabs the attention of everybody who's watching it. Whenever I've done any symbolic rituals, yes. like you could hear a pin drop because everyone's going, what's, what's going on? What's this? <laughs> this is amazing. Um, but it also it takes the message to a deeper level. Mm. So whatever the, the underlying message of love is, I accept you, I forgive you, uh, we're going to be two coming as one, um, this adopted child is now actually really physically part of this family, mm. whatever it is that it's designed to do. I think symbolic rituals within the ritual of ceremony, they they make celebrancy so magical. They do. It's such, we do say it's the best job in the world, don't we? Do. We, we do. do. And I think the fact that when you're talking to your clients and you're finding out their story, that's when you can sometimes have these little moments of ping, oh, I know what would work here. Yeah. Then you tailor it to their stories and you pick up all the clues that they've told you and you make the magic happen for them. That's the beauty of yeah, and ceremonies. That's how ceremonies have evolved now. And if you think going back to um, a transition or a journey, a wedding ceremony does that in lots of different ways because it's not only about the couple uniting, it could be about a family uniting. Yes. Uh, think about it from the point of view of a parent. It's about a recognition that my son or mm. daughter have grown, you know, and I'm giving them away to yeah. someone else and, and all of that pride and reflection on the journey that they have been through. Um, like with a their cutting children. of the apron yeah, strings. Yeah, cutting of the apron <laughs> strings. And then there are, we celebrate um, in lots of different ways now, don't we, in terms of rites of passage that perhaps 30 or 40 years ago we wouldn't have done. I think even even 10 years ago, people didn't really know much about celebrancy and mm. what a celebrant was. Um, the, the traditional celebrations of weddings, funerals and christenings baby namings in our case, were probably the ones that were the most known, even, even up to 10 years ago. And I think within the last 10 years, society has changed, societal expectations and what they celebrate have changed. Um, the way the law has changed to be more inclusive and more embracing. And I think for, especially obviously for more minority groups, there's a lot more to celebrate now out there. Um, and we should celebrate. There's always enough to to feel miserable about to celebrate those marks of passage 
those rites of passage, those, those moments in your life that we hold dear and important. As you were saying, the ones that we have now are really quite different. When you think of an adoption ceremony, which mm. I just mentioned, you think of a commitment ceremony where you don't want the legal part, you just want an outward commitment to friends and family about the nature of your relationship. And gender, I mean, gender is a huge issue in 2022 and will continue to be. A naming ceremony that will, will which will affirm somebody's gender and new name. Mm. How important is that for somebody who has lived a life up to that point feeling not themselves? Absolutely, absolutely. It's extraordinary. And so I guess being a celebrant gives you an absolutely fantastic opportunity to share in love and that, I think when we when we train people that's our starting position isn't it it's it's all about love it's all about love and what's more important than that that's that's it that's, that's a it wonderful place to finish <laughs> our talk what's more important than love oh thank you julie thanks max